Welcome to Feminine Fitness, a podcast for women that want to make simple shifts in their fitness and nutrition that make a big difference. I'm your host, Joelle, and I've been a health and fitness coach for over a decade. I teach women how to look and feel vibrant every day with workouts, food, and mindset changes that support feminine hormone cycles. Each episode, I will give simple tips that are easy to implement that align your goals with cycle syncing. If you feel like achieving your health and fitness goals is always a fight against your body, I want to help you stop the struggle and work with your body. I'm so glad you're here and welcome to today's episode. Hello, my friend. Welcome to today's podcast episode. I'm sitting here with my oat milk latte and I want to talk to you guys about snacking and is snacking causing you to sabotage your progress to your health and fitness goals. And I know for a fact, like snacking, especially mindless snacking has been something that I personally recognized in myself and was like, okay, something needs to change here. But we're going to talk about snacking and what I see can be a problem with snacking. And it's not necessarily the snacking itself. It's what is making up the snack choices. So are you a snacker? Do you want to admit it or not? Are you a snacker? Do you mindlessly snack? Um, What kind of snacks do you tend to gravitate towards? And I'm going to talk about that towards the end of the episode. But first and foremost, I want to just point out that in the last years, the mainstream media diet advice has been eating small meals throughout the course of the day every two to three-ish hours. And it always gave that example of you need to constantly be putting fuel in your fire for metabolism, that small meals throughout the day will help increase your metabolism. And I'm here to tell you that that is BS. There is not much science or research that backs that information up specifically for females. Oftentimes we take on to these like mainstream media or what it is bodybuilders or competitors are doing, which they're eating small meals throughout the day. But really when you look at what it is that they are eating, they're not necessarily eating small meals throughout the day. They're eating very low calorie, very low fat, very low carbohydrates. And those small meals throughout the day make them think that they're eating a lot. But really the substance of the the small meal throughout the day is only just a result of like a caloric deficit or um, just really, really hard, intense training and whatnot. So let's get into snacking and let's just flat out say like that whole you should be eating every two to three hours doesn't need to apply to you. As women, we want to be eating and filling up to be full and fueled and focused and satisfied and we don't have to necessarily eat again until those natural hunger cues start happening. So most of the time this looks very basic, like three larger meals throughout the day and maybe one snack. Because if you eat lunch around noon and even if you eat a substantial sized lunch, you know, four hours later, that's 4 p.m. And if you guys typically don't eat dinner, 
until 6, 6.30 at night, yeah, you probably do want to have some sort of snack to help you get through that long period between lunch and dinner. For us and me and my family, I tend to eat like a later lunch and we eat an earlier dinner and that's what works for us. So I don't tend to need a snack between lunch and dinner. And I eat uh, my breakfast post-workout probably around like 9, 10 a.m. depending on the day. So really it's just taking a look at what what's best for you and your body. Now, I know I'm going to get questions on this with intermittent fasting. I have a podcast episode on that. I will link below. But just, I wanted to throw this out there that you do not need to be eating small meals every two to three hours to stoke the fire of your metabolism. That is actually detrimental to your metabolism, not supportive of your metabolism. Why? Because oftentimes when you're eating small meals frequently, you're getting that insulin spike. And because those small meals throughout the day are not necessarily filling enough to keep you fueled and satisfied that insulin spike and then also what it's doing to the hormones leptin and ghrelin is saying like but I'm not I ate but I'm not exactly full yet so I don't know what I should be doing with that hormone and it can cause an off balance in your hunger cues your satiety cues and then also your blood sugar spikes are constantly happening because you're eating small meals every two to three hours, which is causing your digestion to overwork. The majority of our BMR, basal metabolic rate, is our body digesting and processing and putting the food that we've eaten into action for the, um, for the, processes our bodies do subconsciously is is digestion and when you eat small meals throughout the day you're just constantly sending food through the tunnel of our digestive tract whereas it can much better break down food when you eat a larger filling fueling substantial meal break it down and have the time to use it for proper energy and then have time in between the next meal so your digestion is ready for that next meal to come through, okay? And I asked you guys on Instagram, I'm going to pull up on Instagram here, what are some common snacks that you typically like? Because I I mean, this didn't surprise me at all. This didn't surprise me at all, the things that you said, because I knew most people are going to put their best faces on and say something that they think a health and fitness coach would love to hear. But still, I have feedback to give you guys when it comes to, okay, I'm not saying snacking is bad. I'm saying it is preferred to eat filling, fueling, satisfying meals that have adequate amount of protein, fat, fiber, and healthy carbohydrates, that well-roundedness of meals. And then when you do need that snack, this is the approach that I want you to take. But first, let's talk about the answers that some of you guys gave me on Instagram. And like I said, I was expecting this. I was expecting you guys to put your best foot forward on what you think a health and fitness coach would love to hear. And I got answers like apples and peanut butter 
dinners or like in general, like a cheese plate, like adult lunchable type of situation, apples and peanut butter, grapes, cheese, and almonds, apples and almond butter, carrots and hummus, crackers and hummus and veggies. I got answers like that. And those are healthier choices. None of you are confessing to always having bars. We will talk about bars. Um, Having goldfish crackers or going into the pantry or going to the vending machine or going into the break room and having cakes and donuts and cookies and all that kind of stuff. Now you confess that to me, but this is what I am saying is where we lack when it comes to crafting our snack choices is protein, fats, and fiber. Typically, we tend to gravitate towards those carbohydrates, those quick carbohydrates foods, because that's what the snack is, is our body is wanting us to snack for fast fuel and carbohydrates are broken down to fast fuel. But in order, so I'm not saying cut out the carbs, I'm just saying make sure you're adding healthy fats, fiber, and protein. So then that snack isn't just an insulin spike, isn't just another thing that like you eat eat the snack, you maybe feel a carbohydrate crash after having the snack. Instead, pair it with protein. So some of you guys had great examples of like apples and peanut butter. Apples and peanut butter are a great um, option for a quick energy carbohydrate fiber from the apple, healthy fat from the peanut butter. The things that I would just add is maybe some Greek yogurt for some protein or some turkey slices or some cottage cheese or, you know, you could definitely have just some sliced pieces of chicken breast. You you want to, if even if you are cre- creating a meal for yourself or if you're considering it a snack, always being always being mindful of the amount of protein, fat, fiber and carbohydrate ratio because all of those macronutrients are important. All of them have purposes in our body. Our body takes fats and keeps us full and satisfied. Fats also support our hormones. Protein helps us repair muscle tissue and feel full. And carbohydrates are that quick energy source. And when you pair them all together, you get a well-rounded, fueled, satisfying meal and or snack. So I love personal snacks that I like are some bars, which we are going to talk about bars. I love like apples and peanut butter. I love Greek yogurt and granola and some peanut butter. I I really just like having that well-roundedness. I I often see people do like crackers, veggies, and hummus, but you still want to look at, is there enough fat? Is there enough protein? You could add some hard-boiled eggs with some everything but the bagel seasoning onto your um, adult cheese plate. Cheese is, I... I personally have been um, adding dairy back into my diet in the form of cheese and Greek yogurt, not milk, but cheese and Greek yogurt. But for so long, the health and fitness industry demonized um, dairy. And from what I'm reading, a really great read if you are into learning more about nutrition is Eat Smarter by Sean Stevenson. Sean, oh gosh, sorry, I totally messed up that name. 
Let me see. It's not, yeah, Sean Stevenson. He is the host of the Model Health Show podcast, and he has a book called Eat Smarter. Fascinating, absolutely fascinating. And definitely some of the stuff he talks about is going to be going into my metabolism module in the feminine fitness programs. But like these options are great, but when you have a snack that is just a small amount of food, just be careful that it may make you feel hungry again very quickly, or you may get a little spike of energy and satisfaction, but pay attention to if it's followed by a crash. And if it is followed by a crash, you could add just a simple fat and see if that helps you maintain fullness until your next meal or fat and protein. So it's well-rounded in its macronutrient balance. Okay. Let's talk about bars. Can I rant about bars for a second? Here's something you may not know about me is when influencers hype something up, I buy it. And when I don't agree, when I don't like something, I tend not to talk about it. And I've been thinking about on my Instagram being more vocal and honest about my opinions. And that's that's in relation to like everything. Like I've bought every skincare that an influencer has recommended. I have bought the like Lululemon dupes that influencers talk about. So not just in relation to bars, but I legit look at and and get and experience it myself what other people are hyping up and bars let's talk about bars so there's this popular bar that influencers are talking about and i straight up if i'm being honest i want to be very transparent and i want to look some of these girls in the eye and say how much are they paying you because some of these bars are if you look at the ingredients the macronutrients have high carbohydrates, low fiber, low fat, low protein, and some of them are even adding caffeine into them. Adding caffeine into them. Carbs and caffeine is going to equal a crash. If it's not paired with, now could somebody definitely take that bar, put it on top of Greek yogurt, add some peanut butter into it, and that be a more fueled and satisfying snack? 100%. But what I'm seeing is like bars oftentimes are very high in sugar, very low in fiber, and high in carbohydrates and low in protein, which is going to send an insulin spike. You may feel that quick energy, but feel a crash or a craving happen shortly after consuming that bar. So if you are looking at bars I mean, and yes, I'm calling out the verb bar. I'm calling out the perfect bar. I'm calling out a handful of other bars, the Lara bars and things like that, which Lara bars, I mean, you can debate and talk about how they have other other food in them that with like Lara bar, there's dates and yada, yada, yada. But still, your body is going to process that like low that low protein, low fat, high carbohydrate food. So I would just, if you want to have those because you enjoy them, just like what I said before, pair them with a protein and a healthy fat and make sure that there's some fiber if you want to feel full and fueled and satisfied. So what to look at in bars for me, I look at protein content. I'm not afraid of protein content. I'm not afraid of fat content. I'm not really afraid of calories. If a bar is like, 
300-ish calories, which some of them are pretty sneaky. I've seen some that are like 350 calories. I may eat half of it and try to stop myself, try is the keyword, try to stop myself and then evaluate, okay, how am I, how am I feeling? Am I feeling full right now? Um, but I look at fat, protein, fiber, and carbohydrates. I'm not afraid of a bar that has carbohydrates in it, but what I'm saying is, is like if you're not including fats and proteins and fiber, there that bar is not going to keep you full and fueled. You're going to feel it, some sort of crash. I do. I don't get them monthly. I don't eat one every day. But when I get bars, I tend to get the Robert Irvine bars from Costco. They do straight up legit taste like candy bar. They're higher in fat, higher in protein, higher calories. And I do like our beach bars where there is 10, 10 grams of protein. There is four grams of fiber and not a whole lot of sugar. So I like that there's that protein and then I often will put peanut butter on top of my beach bar so I get some healthy fat in there to be full and fueled and I believe there's a little bit of carbohydrates in there but like I said when it's paired with fat and fiber and protein you're gonna stay full longer. So just be aware of bars, be aware of the hype, Try it out for yourself. Look at it through the lens of like, okay, this bar, what? Caffeine and carbs? I'm calling you out. I'm calling you out on it. I've tasted them. They're kind of good, but they're just like a little, I mean, that's a small little portion. Anywho, so let's move on to something else. So if you find that you are you know, eating your meals and you still are wanting to snack. Like if you eat a breakfast and then you are always like, okay, well, I need something to get me to lunch. I I ate lunch. I need something to get me and you're, you know, you eat lunch at noon and then at two o'clock you're hungry. This is what I genuinely want to vocalize to you. Maybe you need to eat bigger portions in your meals to help you become satisfied and fueled and focused instead of eating these small, tiny meals that like give yourself a little, a little bit of nutrients. And this all stemmed, this, this rant stemmed from, I was watching somebody I follow on Instagram who's known for her like meal prep mason jars, which are so cool. And she was showing how she does this Greek salad one. And it was, I'm like, I want to make that. That sounds so good. Lettuce, tomato, cucumber, Greek dressing, feta cheese, and then a protein of choice. And then when she showed the macronutrients of it, it was like 200 and some calories. And I'm like, okay, that's like a side dish. That should be something you have with something else. That's not a full fueling meal. If you eat something that's around 200-ish, 300-ish calories, like no wonder why you eat a salad like that for lunch and you're hungry at two o'clock. So one thing you can do is amp up the protein, amp up that feta cheese, and then maybe add in Um, some healthy complex carbohydrates, like some good chopped up sweet potato would be really good on there. Making sure you're getting enough fat, maybe add some more avocado to it. And that way it's well, more well-rounded in being full fueling and satisfied. You know, maybe instead of adding chicken with that salad, you could do a bigger piece of salmon, right? 
Um, there's just a, like there, that's the thing. If you find you are eating a breakfast and then by, you know, two ish hours later, you're thinking you need to snack on something, maybe add a little more oomph to that current breakfast that you're having or, um, add in some more elements to it. So if you're already having like an egg scramble and a piece of toast, you could make an egg scramble with more egg whites and a piece of toast and add some more um, veggies and avocado to your egg scramble. Maybe you could even add some uh, two pieces of Applegate sausages or something like that. So it's more well-rounded portions. So that's my tip for you. If you are, you like categorize yourself as a snacker, evaluate and adjust what it is you're eating at your meals because if you are eating an adequate amount at your meals your body should respond with keeping you full fueled and satisfied for longer versus eating these tiny meals throughout the day and like i said i don't think a one size fits all for everybody i talked about this in my intermittent fasting video there are some people that truly do thrive off of small meals every two to three hours but for me and the majority of the clients i've worked with we don't constantly want to be thinking about food and what's next and like always needing to make sure we're prepped so we make healthy choices. We want to eat our meal and get on with our day. Eat another meal and get on with the rest of the day. And then finish out our day of eating something that's full and fueling and satisfied. So then it's not, you know, eight, nine o'clock at night and you're like, oh, I'm hungry. Maybe I need a snack. If you feel, feel and fuel yourself and eat those larger meals throughout the day, you will then not, you will have a decrease in your snack cravings. And then you'll start being able to identify this snacking is a habit. This snacking is emotional because you're then removing, is it physical hunger? Is it my body genuinely needs more to eat? Because you are eating more satisfying, um, well-rounded meals. You then can look at it through a different lens of like, whoa, this is a bad habit or no, this is something I can craft and make. So it's like, it's fine. Cause yeah, trust and believe you guys. There were times in my life, especially when the kids were super tiny and I didn't have them in daycare where when they went to bed at night, I lived for making myself a little like adult lunchable cheese plate type of situation. And I'd have um, a dip of choice, which I tend to get the I love it. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. It's the spinach and artichoke dip in the fridge section at Costco. Veggies, some almond flour crackers, some cheese, and then like either I do hard-boiled egg with everything but the bagel or some type of protein situation to make sure I was getting full and fueled off of it. But then when I started eating adequate calories during the day, things with the kids, like it's a different season when your kids start getting older. It's, it's just different. And I don't necessarily need that food to wind down at night. I could identify that habit of like, this snacking isn't, isn't true hunger because I have eaten enough throughout the day. And then I could, you know, consciously change that habit or continue to do that habit, right? Sometimes those habits serve us and it's fine and it's okay if it's there to support you in a season, right? 
So I hope you enjoyed this episode on snacking. I'm kind of behind on recording my podcast episodes, so this one was pretty real talk. And you probably hear me say all the ums and ahs and everything like that, but my goal today was to just share from my heart, get this information out there to you guys, and even if it's imperfect, upload it so you have it as a resource. Remember, you guys, the Feminine Fitness Foundations program is going up in price May 1st. And so if you're really wanting to work with your body, work with your hormones, work with your metabolism, and there is a bonus four-week strength training program in there, you want to get in on the program right now. Go to my Instagram account and in the link in my bio, it is the first link right there. And it says, start here, Feminine Fitness Foundations, and enroll yourself to this lifetime membership at the lowest rate it is ever going to be. The price is going up to $132 May 1st. It is now priced at $74. The bonuses that you are getting in May with that price going up is a metabolism module because the foundations for cycle syncing and working with our hormones and living cyclically with our lifestyle, fitness, nutrition. There's a food list guide in there. There's PDFs in there that are available to you, as well as videos to support you through each individual phase. You get all of that. And then the bonuses that are going in there in May 1st are the four-week program, which actually that's already in there right now. I finished it early and it's in the program right now. And I'm going to be doing a bonus module in May on metabolism because that's the approach that I want to take you ladies on in your health and fitness journey is number one, syncing with your cycle, getting to know your body, the waves and the phases that we go through and how to support ourselves in our fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle during those phases. And then instead of constantly always working towards suppressing our metabolism, I want to teach you what supports your metabolism over a, a long period of time. All the things that are supportive for you to burn more calories and to increase your metabolism. And that's the approach we take with the Feminine Fitness Foundation. So once again, to get that program at this entry early bird, like this is the lowest price the course is ever going to be at $74, go to my Instagram bio Click the first link. It will take you to purchasing the Feminine Fitness Foundations and the price goes up to $132, which you get a lot. You, My business coach has been like, you got to increase the price. You got to increase the price. And that is happening May 1st. And it is a lifetime access to everything that gets put in there. When additional bonuses get put in there, you've got it locked and loaded, girl. So Anyways, thank you so much for listening today. I truly appreciate it and I will talk to you next time.